Welcome to 28ish. We're a podcast dedicated to making space for menstrual cycles, cyclical living, divine feminine power, and everything in between. We get into the details of periods, hormones, cycle tracking, feminine business prowess, and every other aspect of being a bleeding person. I'm your host, Carrie McKinnon. I'm a menstruality mentor and the CEM, Chief Executive Menstruator at 28ish. Be sure to check us out at 28ish.com to see our cycle tracking art and feel free to leave us a comment letting us know what cycle day you're on. Thanks for listening and remember, your cycle is more than your period. All right. Hello, Kate. Thank you Hi so there. much for joining us today. It's wonderful to have you. It's a pleasure. I'm very excited. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to go ahead and turn it over to you to please introduce yourself and tell me a little bit about the work that you do. Yeah, sure. Well, this is the bit I hate because, you know, who am I today? <laughs> right. <laughs> what, what, what sort of headline shall I arrive under? Okay, so today, sure. today, Carrie... <laughs> I will, and anybody listening to this, presumably is going to be interested in cyclical living, will understand this dilemma about who am I showing up as today, which part of myself. I'm a writer Lovely. and I'm a menopause mentor and I have a podcast where I go, it's called Life and Inside Job, where we dive into the into people's inner worlds and underneath the surface of things. And I'm a textile artist as well. Um, I kind of combine stitch with words and the, I love the resonance of, um, of the energy that clothes hold and the meaning that clothes hold and the connections of friendships and that is all bound up in a project called the threads of friendship which nice. is i've just been working on one of those so i'm feeling particularly expansive about that okay. and i also <laughs> combine i told you this is you know if the podcast is three quarters of an hour i could take three quarters of an hour telling you <laughs> what i do <laughs> um, i also combine internal investigations into the the world of the pelvic bowl the feminine and make uh, body positive artwork in form of um, underwear. I guess it's American, so it would be underwear rather than pants. So they're right. like <laughs> pants that represent the your internal creative and feminine landscape. Very and cool. I'm a, I haven't finished yet. See, I'm keeping going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm also a, a practitioner of yoga nidra. Right. And I weave in the seasonal landscape where I live, which is in Hertfordshire, UK, just outside London, mm -hmm. uh, into Nidra to help people connect with the earth. Oh, and I'm a medicine, <laughs> medicine circle facilitator as well, which I learned through Red School, which is Wonderful. where we met. I think I'm going to stop there. Yes. Is that enough? No, well, that's, that's quite a lot. <laughs> it is quite a lot, yeah. But very cool. Um, so if we can dive into the work that you've done around menopause and, and perimenopause, I'm sure. curious to how you came to this work, what mm -hmm. your particular journey was in this. 
Well, like many people, I got interested in it because uh, I was experiencing some changes in my life and I was and I was curious about what the hell was going on. And I realized mm -hmm. I didn't know enough about it. So I had been, you know, it's I'll have been working as a therapist or uh, in the complementary therapy world for 30 years this mm -hmm. this coming spring. So I've been in kind of body aware. I was a body psychotherapist for a while. So I was kind of in the kind of body consciousness, somatic awareness mm -hmm. type world. And yet I I was starting to realize I didn't. Can we swear? This is a sweary podcast. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I started to realize that I didn't know shit about myself, you know, and okay. I was very, I was very, um, you know, oh, I'm so very arrogant, I would say. I feel so aware, you know, in my body, in my body, right. you know, all that, all that kind of stuff. And yeah. then I came up against this wall. It's like, oh, my God, I really don't know anything about my, um, about what it is to really be a woman. I know what I don't want to be. I don't, I know what is, what makes me furious. I know all kinds of things, but I don't know about what my version of femininity actually looks like. I love that. For what me, age that, were you when you started to have that kind of awareness? Well, it's, bit, it's all it's all very awareness. it's all very tangled. <laughs> yeah, I know it's all very tangled up. Thank you. Actually, that's a great question. It's all very tangled up because I had kids, relatively speaking, quite late. So I was thirty-eight and forty when I had children. Um, and so I was postnatal and perimenopausal at the same time. Ooh. And for people who have experienced either or witnessed somebody in either place in their life, they are both places that are very, where we are very um, permeable. Yeah, You're, they're both... transition areas for sure. Exactly, they're transitional, they're liminal, they're places where you're in transition wow. from one way of being to another. So. And with no sleep. So I was, you know, who, who the hell know, you know, I was, yeah. I was, I was just about surviving at that point. It is. So your work into menopausal awareness and perimenopause, did this develop alongside of your cyclical menstrual cycle awareness development and, and learning? Well, I only realized, I only came to, I had always loved my cycle and I had, sure. I had really always enjoyed my uh my periods i had really enjoyed being in touch with my menstrual cycle you know all, mm -hmm. all through my life um yeah. but i didn't come into i didn't come across menstrual cycle awareness until i was just leaving the building <laughs> right <laughs> you know i hear Bye. that a lot of women because that if that come to it in their you know, late thirties and are like, God, I'm about to miss the party. I almost missed the party. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, but the red school has this thing that, well, it's more important than ever to grasp this, right? Can you talk about that a little bit? That even if you're at the end of your cycling years, that kind of importance of um, taking on the, this cyclical awareness, even then, even though you're about to leave it. <laughs> uh, I think it's- Or not leave the awareness, leave the leave the party <laughs> well i would reframe that question as to say that you're just about to join the party actually okay and can you dive in peri into in that peri in perimenopause because okay which party are you joining i'm joining the uh the menopause party the menopause party <laughs> 
I love it. Well, you, I mean, okay, so. I didn't let's... mean party good or bad. I just meant this, this thing of living, because like for me, the reason why I started this podcast and this company and everything, it's really about, you know, my cycle is a container for my life in, in so many ways, you know, it's a, it's a guide and mm-hmm. it's kind of like a North star. And so when I think about perimenopause and I think about menopause, that's immediately um, a, a hurdle or a, a, a stopping point for me. It's like, wow, how am I going to do that? What's okay. the container? Right. So this, let me, let right? me, let me reframe that for you. How okay. about Please. if your cycle right now was practice mm-hmm. for perimenopause. Ooh. How about every time you come in, do you, you use oh seasonal? God. Will your audience know about seasons? They, okay. Yes, yes, okay. they should, yeah. Okay, so every time I, you come I prefer, in, go ahead. Every time you come into autumn, so your premenstrual. Premenstrual, yeah, PMS. And every time you come into your uh, bleed time, your winter mm-hmm. time, your inner winter, yes. that is practice for, for perimenopause and menopause. So Alexandra says, you're in menopause, the training wheels are off. So you're practicing for what is to come. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's very, very interesting. And it's, it's deep level challenging for how we see ourselves, which is interesting. That sounds like a lot of the work you've done and that the work you've done as a therapist as well, um, even, even before your, your cyclical work. So um, I find that, I find that very challenging because one of the kind of things I've staked my, you know, my, my identity in is this, I am different all the time I show up differently and I accept it, right? Because we're taught that we shouldn't by society. Yeah. So part of the menstrual cycle awareness thing is getting okay with that and learning to work with it and drawing strengths from it, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, when you, when you get into perimenopause and it's like the, it's for me, what I'm trying to get at is that challenge to cyclical living. Like I've had this tendency to be like, I've had women say, well, I don't cycle anymore. So why, why do I need to think about cyclical living? Can you talk about that? Yes. Yeah, sure. Like cyclical yeah, living to. and please. Thank yeah. you. So <clears throat> the reason why I'm, I, and I know I'm, I'm kind of challenging you about, about, I love it <laughs> about this thing that, you know, that you will lose the cycle and then what's the point? Because yeah. it's on the autumn and winter, the premenstrual is such a great training ground for dealing with shadow. If you are anybody who would like to um, live more fully, know yourself better, dig into what you could be, to more of who you could be, that's where the gold lies. That's okay. that's that's where it's at. Because it's easy, you know. It's it's for not always, but for many of us, it's easier. Mm-hmm. to be to be self-acceptance and, and compassionate in our spring and summer not always but in general yeah. you've got i i feel like i always have more to give in spring and summer yeah. like i'm i'm cooler let's say yeah <laughs> my exactly. boundaries aren't as strong <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. and i i think <laughs> that's not always true but for many people that that is by and large true but what happens in perimenopause is that it's an 
an autumnal time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's like it's like a big umbrella of autumn autumnal qualities mm-hmm. over a chunk of years. So that over however many years, over five, ten years, whatever. So you well, are for going our to listeners. Be, yeah. yeah, for our listeners, let's dig into that then, because you know, and and I just want to say, I. Uh, I, I agree with you and I try to avoid using the term PMS. It's got such hate on it and negative energy in society at large, but it is a way that people understand what we're talking about. So this premenstruum, um, can you can you talk about that a little bit? About as perimenopause? About autumnal, like about what autumnal qualities and attributes yeah, sure. are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, um, well, you've just said that in in your when you're ovulating and pre-ovulation, your boundaries are less are more flexible. In autumn, fl- your, exactly. Your, yeah. In autumn, your boundaries will be stronger, and typically, you find your no. Yep, totally. You find your. For me, it's the authoritative time in yeah. my cycle more than yeah. anything else, and and I always say to people, because they're like, oh, well, I freak out when I'm PMSing and. And for me, for a long time, I I was like, oh, I I cause myself problems. I create problems for myself or I create these fights and, and, you know, I'll, I'll just tell everyone off or whatever. And then I've come to see that as no, when these things are coming up, they need to be dealt with. And this Mm -hmm. is the time of my cycle where I am bold and have the authority and will take that authority and deal with them. Mm -hmm. What I'm working on, um, in these past few cycles though, is like trying to pull that energy into my entire cycle so that it's not as intense when I land there, Mm. (laughs) that I've been, I've been doing this work throughout the cycle. Yeah. That sounds like a really uh, smart way to practice to me. Yeah. Um, do you think that that, that maps? And I mean, like, is there any way to prepare? For perimenopause. Yeah, sure, absolutely. The, the way to prepare is to pay attention in your premenstrual. To notice okay. what your trig- no, notice what your triggers are. It's practice. It's really good practice. Notice what your triggers are. Notice what unseats you. Notice what you trip over. Mm-hmm. And notice what soothes you. What kind of people soothe soothe you? What kind of food? What kind of practices? Yeah. And notice your critics. Mm-hmm. engage with your critic your critical your inner critical voice yeah and start to make friends with those okay yeah i'm just letting that sink in for a moment mm. no, notice notice and and then what notice and noticing is enough noticing is hard enough just noticing <laughs> really practical stuff really low bar <laughs> no life's hard okay. life's really yeah. hard and we're all, you know, like pushing ourselves to an insane degree, far more than is comfortable usually. So even, you know, the smallest possibility of just noticing, oh, there it is again, is more than enough, is more than enough. And if you have any more to give, then to bring some softness and compassion to your situation. Okay. And that's all that needs to happen. And if you're, if where I am able to do that, I celebrate it. It's like, you know, I'm wearing the crown that day. Yeah. It's a good day. Because I because I'm aware of what these yeah. triggers are for me. Yeah. And that that's yeah. 
and that's all that needs to happen because okay. by noticing them and being attentive in that way they will naturally grow there's nothing that we need to do there's nothing that we need to fix there's nothing that we need to you know oh right i need i now need a three-point plan to put in place to you know blah 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 all this kind of thing is just more to-do list you know for most of us we're already trying too hard to be enough we're already working our socks off to do all that yeah so i think that self-care and cycle awareness can very easily become another to-do list another way of pushing ourselves and another way of beating yes. ourselves up and that that's why i make it you know really minimal noticing is enough Notice, where yeah. you can where you can bring some kindness and compassion as you lose so, your shit, you're doing well <laughs> yeah i i feel like another way maybe of saying it or another way that I can understand it. And this does have an active verb in it. So I don't know how you're going to feel about this, but is um, making space for it. Yeah. You know? But with the noticing, it, it makes space. And so it grows. And then we naturally end up mm. adjusting beautiful. to this yeah. to this new understanding, right? Absolutely because we've beautiful. made space. So it's enough to make the space mentally like, oh, mm. that's the, let me witness this thing. Yeah. Um, but I don't know why I can't get out of these active verbs for this. <laughs> well, active verbs, active verbs are fine. Active, what I, I, yeah. think, I think what I mean, what I mean to avoid is being prescriptive, you know? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, because that is more work. Because I don't know how you do it. I don't know how a listener will do it. And actually you do know, you know, very well. The way that you yeah. want to do it the listeners already know what their self-care is they yep. all you already you know if you're listening now what do you crave what would be just beautiful for you right now or if you <laughs> imagine yourself in your premenstrual phase in your autumn and your winter what do you long for and you already know you don't need me to come up with a you know Totally. yeah i i really i i align with that concept a lot just from um you know coaching this concept of you know mm. we don't need to tell people what's right for them and and give them this entire list of what they need to do mm. they have all the answers what we yeah. have to do is make space mm. and let them and and kind of help them assist not even assist them or lead them into it but let's say accompany <laughs> with the kind of thought-provoking conversation mm. for one to uncover those solutions within mm. themselves yeah right uh, I think about about half an hour ago you asked me a question which I which I didn't answer so I will answer you asked me about why would somebody whose periods stopped be interested in cyclical awareness oh yes thank you for coming back to that yeah okay no I I, I had it there yeah yeah <laughs> I was holding Let's that do one. it okay so I think it's a very, very useful tool because, as I've said, perimenopause and menopause are autumnal and wintry. So understanding the qualities of these seasons is really helpful and really permissive. Okay. So if you understand that you're going to become more sensitive, yeah. more discerning, your no is going to be louder and clearer, your boundaries are going to be firmer and you're going to need more space and you're going to need to rest and you're going to need to drift around a bit 
in whatever yeah. way you like to drift around. I'm holding up seven fingers there. There's seven things. Um, then you can feel permitted to give it to yourself, knowing that there will be a second spring. So that this is the title of my book, and this is this is why after winter, the winter of menopause, there is a whole new cycle. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, the, oof, that's beautiful. So there's a lot. You exactly got to my, got to my thing. And what when you were just speaking, it it really put me in this um, awareness. Or I had this vision of, like, so. And you're a a medicine circle mentor, so you know this very well. This stepping through the different parts of the cycle. So sometimes when I'm trying to visualize this, I'll see my cycle around me, if you will, as a circle. And when you were just speaking about this. It, I imagined shooting up from that circle, right? And then, so it's not about a monthly journey. It's about suddenly a life season, right? Perimenopause and then menopause. And this can be like a 10 year journey, which we I'd, I'd love to ask you a little bit more about those kind of functional aspects of it. But um, so this, could, this is a much longer uh, period where we're in this season of life as opposed to a regular shorter cycle with its four shorter seasons. Mm. Um, beautiful, wonderful, good thing that you mentioned there is a second spring, because <laughs> that's what I was going to ask. Well, then how if we're dropped off into inner autumn and inner winter and we stay there for so long, like how, how do we get back that spring and that summer energy at time? Well, then there's a second spring and a second summer and a okay. second autumn and a second winter. And then we then we scoot off the earth. Mm. Wow. Okay. Talk to me about second spring and second summer. Okay. What, okay. what is that? What's so this? it's very akin to the post your post period times. So the first spring, mm -hmm. I mean, the, in the, it, ha it holds the qualities of your post bleed. And of your teenage years. So if you think about your teenage mm. years, the impulse is to explore, is to go out and figure out who you are, um, hopefully. And for very, very many of us, this is, is not the case, but hopefully protected by your family and your community. Um, and go and discover the world and fall over on your face and make mistakes and get stupid haircuts and in general <laughs> i love it yeah. you know go out fall over make a few mistakes and discover who you are mm. find your path if you will and second spring is pretty similar I, that's where i am i'm oh, you see now i now i think i reckon it's about three or four years since I last had a period. I think, I can't even remember. It's not even very interesting to me anymore. <laughs> which for, yeah. See, which, well, that's what, I, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> which for I a person- I meet women that are like, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, for a, for a person who is deeply embedded in cyclical awareness is interesting of, of itself, right? Because yeah. the season, sorry, you asked me about second spring. So I'll tell you about that. Um, so what I ex have experienced, and what I witness in my contemporaries in second spring is that they are it's if, if menopause is a bit like being in a washing machine or being in a spin dryer, you kind of the door opens and you're you're kicked out onto the kitchen floor and you kind of you kind of sitting there going, where am I? 
Yeah. This is a new country, and you know you're yeah. not menopause. Am I a menopause you're like still? A, you're like in the Outlander suddenly. <laughs> You've gone through the stones. Exactly. Landed it's in second different, spring. It's a different huh. place. And it takes quite a lot of exploratory, wandering out, doing too much, Mm -hmm. falling flat mm -hmm. on your face because you're exhausted because you've worn yourself out and because you're very vulnerable and very um very tender you know there's a lot in the menstrual world there's a lot of talk about your wisdom years and you know all this kind of stuff which is kind <laughs> of true but it doesn't speak to the full experience of how vulnerable and weird it is to be oh, out on the other side you know, it's, I it's a very, saying. and you know, a lot, very often stuff comes up like, but I should know who I am, but I thought I was like this and I, and it hasn't worked out. And when will I, you know, it's like this yeah. real teenage stuff comes up, oh. but of course, with the not giving a fuck as well, because <laughs> you don't well, give yeah. a fuck, you know, you just exactly. don't care anymore. So, yeah. So there's oh, all wow. of that. And that, what that's seems a lot. It's a, it is a lot. And what seems to happen You mentioned is, this is your... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Finish. And then I'll... What, happened, what seems to happen is that in um, second summer, so where women are kind of 60-ish, early 70s, they just mm -hmm. they just kind of go for it. Like one of my... I'm sure she won't mind. One of my, one of my sisters is in that place now. And she... I see in her, she's more radiant and happier than she has been in the whole of her life. She's absolutely oh. found her path and she's doing her thing. And nothing, you know, she's just having a ball. And women sort of climbing up, climbing up mountains and crossing deserts and having unsuitable sex. And they're setting up, you know, like Louise Hay set up Hay, Hay House in her second yeah. summer. You know, it has that oh. kind of let's do it energy. And then this there is a second autumn where they, you know, they, we start to give away our stuff and we start to say, okay, well, my energy is such now that I need to start to let go because I'm looking towards really coming home to myself for the last time. I'm, I'm so grateful to you for laying this out. It makes me feel very emotional, tears in my eyes, because this is about, this is about the life cycle ultimately hmm. and navigating that with grace. And with ease and with beauty and you know with acceptance of ourself in these mm. in these life seasons so you asked me what <sighs> does cyclical awareness what relevance to cyclical awareness what i can't speak now what relevance cyclical awareness has to somebody who doesn't have periods it's that and yeah. knowing if you're if you're in perimenopause or menopause just knowing that there is hope just knowing that spring can arise mm -hmm. will build trust because you've had that cycle so many times in your life i think importantly also if we're looking at these life stages of those years from 40 and above 40 to to the end let's say it's a great time of it seems like maybe perimenopause and menopause would be a great time then to where we're making peace with inner autumn and winter, right? So that by the time we're in second autumn and winter, we are we're at peace with this thing. We're ready. I'm crossing my fingers. 
Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Oh God. Oh God. I hope so. <laughs> Don't want to go out kicking and screaming. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so you mentioned your, your book. Mm -hmm. Um, and you said it's called second spring. Oh, you sweetie. Thank yeah. you for asking. That's really <laughs> kind. Yeah. No, it's, I really, I want to know about it. Tell us yeah. how, like, well, it's, it's actually about the book. It's actually it's in the middle of February and it's called second spring, the self-care guide to menopause. And oh. really it's, it's kind of like the artist's way to menopause. It's mm. stuffed with, it uses this seasonal map of menopause mm. to create mm -hmm. reassurance and trust that we can okay. heal through this process. And it's packed yeah. with tips and practices and reflections that will help us navigate through menopause and arrive in second spring. So could you lay out, thank you for that. And, and I, I wanna know also, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna circle back to this. I'll, I'll circle back to my question actually, cause I wanna know where we can find this book also. I mean, I can put a link in it in the show notes, but- Well, in the, in the usual places. If, if um, in the UK, you can get it in bookshops in the rest of the world, you, you, you will need to buy it through Amazon. Amazon, okay. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. No, good to know. The, the or go, go to your local bookshop and demand it. That would be a thing Absolutely. I don't, yeah, I, don't, I, I don't know, I don't really know how book selling works yet, so okay. not sure. But, Perfect, um, well, I'll definitely put, you know, put a link in we'll the website and, yeah. and whatever else we need. Yeah. Um, but what I'm wondering is if you, we can get a little bit more granular and lay out kind of the, um, the timeline between, you know, perimenopause, like the, in terms of age averages between the perimenopause, menopause, and then the second spring okay. and second summer, that yeah. kind of thing. You want me to commit to ages, don't you? You want me you to commit to... to linear? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, think, I think it would be helpful for listeners, you know, yeah. to say, oh, well, maybe I'm here then, yeah. you know, maybe okay. I'm in this part. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm happy to do that, really. Um, with the caveat that it is very individual and, you know, menopause Absolutely. can come at, at, a, at different ages. The average age. Well, let's hang on. Let's start with definitions. OK, because that's that's a that's a whole thing, too. Menopause means a year since your last period. So it's actually, and then after that, you're, you're sorry, after that, you're postmenopausal. Mm -hmm. So actually, menopause is only about a second, you know, and this is in kind of straight, yeah. clear, widely understood mm. terminology. So it's like I've reached the year and now I'm postmenopausal. Yeah. <laughs> so menopause is as long as, yeah. <laughs> well, it's that year, right? Or no, it's, it's that minute. I mean, what is, yeah, I know, it's insane, <laughs> right? right? Yeah, it's insane. The rest of it, up, leading up to that is when you're feeling in a process of transition is peri is perimenopause, which means around yeah. menopause, so it's before then. So knowing that people um, of any age can, can have menopause, you know, 12, yeah. 30, whatever. Mm. And that does happen. It's not so common. What is most common is for people to experience symptoms or manifestations or shifts towards more and more autumnal way of being in their in their forties, maybe their late thirties, in their forties, and it will come on 
very quietly. Mm. And I should also say that our 40s are a time and it's partly to do with the hormonal changes mm. and partly to do with the pace at which we live our life that um, sensitivities and vulnerabilities within our system tend to show up. Mm. So long-standing sort of imbalances in our bodies might start to show up in your 40s so quite often yeah. thyroid conditions start to show up then or um uh, i don't know other things other other and, and are we or sensitivities can show up in the body are we calling that perimenopause you know like what is the marker of perimenopause i have this conversation a lot you know like am i in perimenopause or am i yeah. not and you know and like is the marker an irregular cycle is it other things you know i know that alexandra and shani you know are dropping a lot of wisdom right now about menopause they're they're really um they're about to uh, release a book on it and and all of this and they've said that you know perimenopause is maybe not even a thing yeah <laughs> I know. <laughs> and it's like, what? Yeah. And so what I've been trying to wrap my head around is, yeah, well, so the menstrual cycle, while we have it, is quite different in every decade. It's been different in every decade of my life. Um, it's different in the teens. It's different in the 20s. It's different in my 30s. And it's it's different in the 40s. Interestingly, I'm very regular, though, right? But my relationship to the cycle and its impact on me and how I see myself and how I navigate the world is what's changed in each decade. Um, and then I wonder, well, gosh, is this all just like, am I going like hormone crazy right now <laughs> in my 40s? Like, is that what's happening? And then is that perimenopause or is this just 40s cycling? Oh, yeah. I know, it's, that's it's a lot. A, I know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bag of snakes because this question am i perimenopausal am i can i say it i can't even say the damn word am i perimenopausal is loaded with fear mm -hmm. it's oh not God. loaded it with it's that. not loaded with compassion and care yeah. for ourselves it's loaded with terror and uh -huh. fear about aging well then what's the more beautiful question there when one is in that space what's the more what how could we replace that Thank you for asking that. That's the best question. That's the best question. <laughs> and the question we can ask ourselves is what do I need right now? And hmm. in my opinion, that is a much better question. Because not let me define it. Am I perimenopausal? Am I this? But like, what do I need? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Because because we don't because our systems and our psyches are complex, because we're complex, mm -hmm. interrelated, fluid, dynamic, spiritual beings, because it's all connected and it's all going on. And that includes our, oh, I should also say one of the things about autumn uh, in our premenstruum and in perimenopause is that it will make more make unresolved wounds more available for healing. So you mm. will be hurting for wounds that that were generated as a child, as a teenager, it will be coming up again. And you'll be going, I thought I'd sorted this out. Why is this happening to me now? You know, and this is also true of um, of ancestral wounds as well, 
and ancestral trauma will be will be also be surfacing at this time there is a lot going on you know but see for me that's just been the 40s for me yeah specific it's that's different for everyone but my 40s since i turned 40 have been all about that ancestral (laughs) trauma healing and like the things I was dealing with in Menarch coming back up for me and like why am I crying about this you know so that has been the 40s but I've not I don't see myself as in perimenopause I feel like I'm still very much a cycling and but see what I'm what information am I using to say that I'll tell you I'm using the knowledge just that I still have a very normal cycle okay so that's why I say I'm not in perimenopause right so Right? Every every variety of cycle mm-hmm. change is possible in perimenopause, including no change at all. I I know <laughs> I have I have I have client a client who had no change to her cycle or psyche, and then she had her last period, and that was it. Mm. Wow every possibility so flooding so long cycles short cycles pain-free cycles painful cycles no change at all i mean it's endless and that's why i like this seasonal model because we can because what you're describing the cry the tears the healing the old stuff coming up for inspection is an autumnal is an autumnal thing in my in my view mm-hmm. and we can attend to that and whether you, the reason i use i know that red school don't use the term perimenopause the reason that i use it is because people understand what it might be well yeah it's like it's like the pms thing it's a marker to say it's a marker but right, actually the, is... your your what you prompted the question of what do i need here is always the better question yeah well, in a way, what I'm what I'm now thinking of and understanding, and I appreciate you for this, but so I'm gonna and this is what I'm gonna try to digest as a takeaway is like maybe the 40s are an inner autumn. <laughs> you know, and like you said, I don't need to say, is this perimenopause or not? Is it like get all stressed out about what it is and isn't, but just rather this is a new this this is a new thing. And and you know. I did feel that shift. Like I, I remember early on in my work on cyclical awareness and my learning, speaking to someone who said to me, "Oh, I'm I'm most at home in my um, in in the via negativa part of my cycle, not in via positiva. I feel home in via negativa." And it was right when that happened for me, that shift into that via negativa side of it. And where like inner spring for me was no longer where I felt my best. It was actually where I I began to feel the most lost. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I work on inner spring a lot uh, Mm -hmm. still because it's, um, yeah, yeah. I I, I feel much more at home in that second part of my, the post ovulation part of my cycle, let's say. Mm -hmm. Um, hmm. This is a lot. all such a lot I I feel like I could I want to have you on again even just to discuss more like your book and the second summer and second spring and second summer and these mm-hmm. concepts as well of that like I'd after love to, yeah, I'd love to. 
Well, you know, this is so much. I, I know. You know I, I just kind of, I just kind of dumped dumped it on you in a giant grape poo. Didn't I? No, this is <laughs> this is Ooh, beautiful. This no, this is you know, this is like transformative and something that I have been so um, wanting to address for this podcast and to put out there in the world and to answer mm-hmm. this calling to help because this these are my contemporaries. These are my peers. These are my 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 closest people to me and complete random strangers when they find out I'm doing cycle work like these this is a this is a big question and there's so much misunderstanding and lack of information for women out there about what perimenopause even is (laughs) and like you said even for us to define okay so menopause is like a second of understanding that you haven't had a cycle for a year for a year then you're (laughs) postmenopausal like it's, yeah, well, that, that's um, that's the, that's the linear view, and that you know, right? Yeah, and that that's why and it doesn't work. Yeah, it helps to anchor you in sometimes in some situations, but it doesn't help to address how you can come closer to how we can come closer to ourselves, and how we can be more of ourselves, and that's much more healing. I think the potential for healing and well-being is much greater there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I had a question I was going to ask you, well, you know, what helps and and mm. how, what you know, what advice can you give women going through this? I feel like you've given very clear advice of make, like noticing. Let's go yeah. back to that. Noticing and asking yourself what you need and what needs to be honored here, mm. right? Not making space for is yeah. there anything else you want to share of, of what helps a woman? If, yeah, if, if sure. we've got a yeah. listener that's saying, am I in perimenopause? Am I not? I have these yeah. changes. I have an irregular cycle. I'm, you know, losing hair and don't know how I feel about everything. You know, all these, these things that we hear from women um, at times in this phase that are truly genuinely like struggling with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the the best thing I mean and of course there is lots of advice I could give <laughs> I could get out my pointy finger and <laughs> yeah <laughs> right <laughs> do some bullet points here um I think top of that list would be rest and mm. rest as defined by however whatever you find restful so very often people don't find lying down restful mm. You know, I'm so glad you said and that. so the but there will be things that you do find restful. I mean, I find gardening just wonderful for that, pottering around outside, mm-hmm. or it might be reading a book, or it might be cooking, or it might be I don't know any any one of a million a million gazillion things. And by rest, I mean mental spaciousness. I think where you can soften because for me rest is about obviously is about rejuvenation and filling your tanks and all that kind of thing but ultimately it gives us space which is what you were talking about for softness it gives us space to be soft around our vulnerable parts the quiet parts the the wounded the um the little children the little child parts Mm -hmm. and it can give us compassion to support what's that song i will be mm, i will be gentle with myself and i will only go as fast as the slowest part of me is comfortable with 
you know mm. i mean yeah. when does that ever happen like never yeah. <laughs> but we can but we can aspire to that you know that we can slow down that we can give more space for those slow parts that are shy and quiet yeah so rest with the caveat that that doesn't necessarily mean laying down, but doing what rejuvenates you, what, yeah. doing what you want to do. Yeah. So <laughs> I, 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 I love Nidra. I love Nidra. That's, you know, that's my thing, yeah. but it's not, it's, you know, everybody does it differently. And that could be yeah. a breath in between because, you know, it, it, you may not be, you may be working three jobs and have kids and have uh, dependents. You may be a caregiver for your, for people in your in your family or your community. It may not be possible for you to lie down for an afternoon. Yeah. But giving a little more space between your obligations can be absolutely life changing because you can give space and more compassion. It's like an act of resistance. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Is that is that what got you through it? You said you were postnatal and perimenopausal at the same time. <laughs> was it gardening for you? <laughs> what did I do? It was probably many things, but yeah, I can't remember now. I mean, it was mm -hmm. it was really challenging. I, well, I I pushed myself until I nearly broke myself. Okay. Because I, so if you think In about life, years. life seasons, mm -hmm. you know, summer is a time like ovulation is a time when you want to be, uh, to have manifest yourself in the outside world. You don't want, you don't want to be seen, you know, it's that classic thing about, um, meeting a glass ceiling or advancing in your career or having children or whatever. Anyway, I, I was quite late. So I had all that stored up summer longing mm. to be seen acting out in my autumn as well. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that. <laughs> that, that could be a whole episode right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was like, well, like, you know, like writing, writing blogs while my kids were having swimming lessons and coming home and doing the social, you know, it's like, it was insane. So I was doing all I that until I with that until yeah. I and I was, you know, I knew, I knew this stuff. This yeah. Is my, my arrogance. I kn I knew about autumn. I knew about cyclical awareness. I knew I had to stop. I had stopped loads of things. Mm -hmm. But menopause is a she's a hard teacher. She kicks your ass or yeah. your ass for my American friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she really she really kicks you up the bum and really makes you look at your patterns. Mm. Yeah. Training wheels are off, as Alexandra said. <laughs> yeah. yeah, gosh, that's a lot. Oh, well, okay, final thing. I, I feel like I could just keep on going, um, but <laughs> I won't. But I do want to say, you know, it's a, this this whole discussion and seeing perimenopause and menopause as the life seasons that they are. Mm -hmm. And for me, so I came into this wanting guidance, wanting clarification, wanting some opinions, <laughs> you know, some something on this, how we transition into perimen, like how we go from like the cyclical monthly menstrual container to 
this other one. And so now I'm seeing that as like life seasons. In the past, I've talked about working with the moon as a cyclical container. Do you do any moon work yourself? Do you incorporate that into a cyclical, like pull, you know, moon energies for how they're connecting full moon ovulation, new moon, you know, your um, inner winter? Well, I think very much like menstrual cycle awareness, it's mm -hmm. useful to chart with the moon for some months to see what your relationship with the moon is. Okay. Because again, I know you want you want me to you want answers and I'm just not giving them. <laughs> no, you are. You're giving a I'm lot of answers. I'm just not gonna do it. I'm just not gonna take that box for you. And you have to find out for yourself. Well, what does that mean? You know, for so yeah. yeah, sure. For some people, a full moon can be like an ovulatory summer, and a dark moon can be like a um, like a sort of period wintry time. But not for everyone. Yeah. Not for everyone. Yes, it can be absolutely. What I do do, which has serves me enormously well, is to set intentions on a new moon mm -hmm. and to reflect at the end of the moon cycle. Well, actually, yeah. I reflect I reflect on the full moon. But yeah. I was born two days before the dark moon. Mm. And so that is, so my natal moon is just a few days and that tends to be more of a summary place for me more often not always but more mm. often you know if i'm if i'm gonna get lucky yeah it tends to be around then but not always you know obviously like your menstrual cycle it depends how much i've worn myself out the rest <laughs> of the time the rest of the lunar month but the the but the what really matters is tracking the seasons in my day i'm very strongly um mm, influenced so by the circadian rhythm okay. like, like morning mornings mornings are my spring and summer between like uh seven seven to eleven that's mm -hmm. when stuff if, if creative stuff is going to happen that's mm -hmm. when it has to happen there's my like my sacred time don't talk to me then because i've got i've got shit going on <laughs> you know yeah. that's when i write that's when i make stuff that's when i i do my best stuff um oh, but, but tracking that. so the, the day the daily rhythm is like very very influential for me um but i'm so glad you've you know i'm i realize as you're as you're talking that i've i've been i'm being a little sneaky you know i'm trying to hang on to that cyclical container yeah. <laughs> through the moon i've been trying to set myself up for this but when it goes i'm, yeah. I'm gonna use the moon as my container yeah. you know and i it's about letting go of that i think is going to be a big challenge yeah. for me personally yeah. Because um, how many times have you had a, uh, a cycle when the seasons haven't worked out, looked like what they you think they should do? It it does happen. It does happen when I'm under extreme distress, mm. where like I'll just blow through seasons in the same way of like bleh, catatonic stress type of stuff. Mm. That's when that happens. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think that for many for many people. The seasons don't show up in this neat, tidy, archetypal way very often. Yeah. Um, and the process of accepting, you know, the, the process of menstrual cycle awareness is the process of accepting that we are not in control. It is the process of surrendering mm. to what is not what we, <laughs> not what season we expect next. And that's brilliant training oh, for, yeah for perimenopause and, and for second spring, because um, all the seasons will come within one hour, often before breakfast. 
<laughs> and just being that. able to name, oh, here we are. And I don't know. Do you use separation or void in your terminology or betrayal? Void. Void. I'll use the void. Yeah. Void. Yeah. yeah. So it's oh, here we are. Void time again. Just being able to yeah. name that because it's yes. because because I'm losing my share, my kids or my partner or having a tech tech glitch that is makes me want to throw yeah. my computer across the room. Yeah. It's oh. It's that thing. Yeah. It's that void time. What do I need when I am in this void space? What helps? Oh, yes, I know. Just naming it and just sitting with my very uncomfortable feelings. <laughs> yeah. And finding some softness. I mean, for me, that's my thing, finding some softness around it. And knowing, and I don't, you know, you don't have to push it. Well, you can't push it, but knowing that the possibility of surrender is implicated in that. Yeah. Oh, making space surrender. I love it. I think those are powerful notes to end on. So yeah. um, Kate, thank you so, so much for coming today and for sharing your knowledge and experience. And thank you for writing the book uh, second spring and putting this out there in the world so that we may um i can't wait to read it myself oh, thank you so it's an absolute joy thank you for initiating this delicious conversation and this structure and deeper layers of this structure is all available in the book um and it's all laid out with um there's a menstrual medicine circle in the book and it's available oh, as a download so the 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 menstruality medicine circle is free in the world flying its way to you <laughs> so that you can practice it so you can have this wisdom for yourself oh, and there that. are nidra practices for each phase of menopause and for perimenopause and yeah so it's yeah there's a whole load of stuff in there good stuff toolkit <laughs> i can't wait to dive into it so thank you so much kate for your um for your time today thank, thank you, you so much all right Thank you for listening to our episode. If you're still listening, please don't hesitate to leave us a comment or to write us at 28ish. You can go to at 28ish.com to get our contact details and let us know what part of menstrual cycle awareness and cyclical living you would like us to address on this podcast. Thanks for your support. Thanks for subscribing and downloading. We appreciate you. Talk to you next time.